0: everyone i'm alex and i'm the hands behind lovecraft crochet my plushies are for the anxious depressed autistic and neurodivergent small enough to travel in a purse backpack diaper bag or even your pocket you can check out my facebook page or tiktok to see what patterns are available and stay tuned for the new ones coming out i also make hats scarves blankets and dice bags for the tabletop gamer or dice goblin in your life Feel free to order through the page, TikTok DMs, or via email at love.craft.crochet at gmail.com. Now, on to the segment.
1: Due to the graphic and disturbing nature of the crimes discussed, listener discretion is advised. Retrostatic Radio presents Killing 15 Minutes.
0: Welcome to Killing 15 Minutes, where we will give you your serial killer fix in 15 minutes or less, or your podcast is free. I'm Sam Rossi, and shortly I will be handing a poorly written synopsis of a serial killer to my brother, who hasn't read it, on a serial killer he most likely hasn't heard
1: of. This should be fun. Good luck, bro. Thanks, Sam. On April 20th... 1978, Bill Thomas and his brother found what they thought was bone from a cow's leg while out on Swamp Road in the Bushlands, 70 kilometers northeast of Adelaide, Australia. Something seemed off to Bill's wife, and it took two days of nagging to have Bill investigate it. He found attached to the leg a shoe. More bones were found along with clothes covered in bloodstains the remains those were the remains of veronica knight who disappeared from an adelaide street two days before christmas of 1979 the lack of obvious cause of death along with location led the belief that she had died due to the elements so there was nothing suspicious yet <laughs> man this one might actually sound like a real podcast Almost one year later, on April 15th, 1979, police discovered the skeleton of Sylvia Pittman, about two kilometers from Knight's remains. Pretty spooky, huh, folks? (laughs) Pittman went missing around the same time as Knight. The police believed there was a link between the two cases and the five other missing girls from the area. A task force had been started. Eleven days later, a search party found two more skeletons on the opposite side of Swamp Road. They were the remains of Connie Lord... They were the remains of Connie Lordanus and Vicky Howell, two of the five missing girls. These would be the beginnings of the Truro Murders. I see why it was so hard for you to pronounce. It sounds like Churro Murders when I say it. The Truro... On May 23rd, 1979, James Miller was brought in for questioning based on a tip from a former girlfriend. She stated that Miller Miller had told her that Christopher Worrell murdered women and that he believed that Worrell had a blood clot that led to the murders. In his brain. Well, yeah, that's usually where blood clots would affect your personality, I assume world died in a car crash in 1977 while the initial during initial questioning that led nowhere miller finally said there were three more bodies miller then drove the police to all three grave sites in Truro. port crawler Grawler? galler well Gawler? i want to say galler Miller drove police to all three grave sites in Truro, Port Grawler, and Wingfeld, or Wingfield. In 1984, a ghost writer, Dick Wordley. <laughs> That's actually my uh, porn name. Dick Wordley? <laughs> I talk a lot. Wrote Miller's autobiography giving the accepted narrative of how each victim died. Before we get into the next part, pretty much Whirl, he was trying to put the blame on Whirl, but Miller's the one who did all this? Or is it still technically semi-unsolved because Miller turned around and went, oh yeah, this guy did it. But here, let me show you the bodies and how they died.
0: Miller does get convicted of these crimes.
1: Well, he literally said... This guy did it, but here, let me show you the bodies, and here's how they died. Um, I remember this guy now. Shall we finish before you continue? Yes, because it answers. It it gets weird? He... He He shoots himself in the foot? Uh, I'll just... Okay, let's... Just read. Veronica Knight had become separated from friends and accepted a ride from Miller and Whirl on... So... Keep reading. (laughs) I don't want to. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Veronica Knight had become separated from friends and accepted a ride from Miller and Whirl on December twenty third, nineteen seventy six. Miller claimed they talked to her into going to the Adelaide foothills. Whirl parked, and Miller went for a walk, casually making sure he wasn't around for the murder to follow. When he came back, night was dead. Whirl threatened Miller to help the body. Oh, sorry. Whirl threatened Miller to help dump the body. They went to work the next morning. The men picked up Tanya Kenny on January 2nd, 1977, who was hitchhiking from Victor's Harbor. They drove to Miller's sister's house, where Whirl and Kenny went inside. Once again, Miller was nowhere to be seen during this murder, huh?
0: You're seeing a common thread now.
1: Later, Whirl came out and asked for help. They burned her in Wingfield that night. I want to. Sh- he really just want he. Let's finish. I, I, I have some. I have thoughts. <laughs>
0: You might get some of them answered.
1: <laughs> That's why I'm saying, let's just continue. I'm intrigued. Does World exist? I, I'd like to know the twist ending of this. Does World actually exist as a person?
0: Yes, and he really was killed in a, in a car accident.
1: Okay. This isn't like some Tyler Durden fucking Fight Club bullshit no. at the end. He gets to fucking find out that, oh my God, I've been Whirl the whole time. No. The, 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 it gets, it, I'll Okay. On January 21st, 1977, they picked up Juliet Makita from a bus stop. Wurl drove them to Port Wakefield. This time, Miller sat in the car while Whirl tied her up. Miller saw nothing wrong with this because of Whirl's kink. This is after he's seen him, like, or he hasn't seen him. This is like this third... This, this is, is third. This is his third murder. Whirl or Miller's. This is the third murder. And he's like, well, I mean, the last two was weird, but I know he likes rope, so this is fine. I would stop going with this man. Miller decided to go for a walk.
0: <laughs> Fucking hell.
1: Miller decided to go for a walk, but turned around to Makita falling out of the car. Worrell followed and started strangling her. Miller states that he did try to pull him off of her, but wasn't strong enough. Worrell threatened to kill Miller if he didn't help. They then buried her in Truro. Sylvia Pittman was picked up at an Adelaide Railroad station on February 6, 1977. They drove to Wingfield area where Miller went for a walk and then helped dispose the body in Truro. On February 7th, Miller arrived to a local post office. Vicki Howell was already with Worrell. Stopping the car, Miller went for a fucking walk. Because of course he did. Yeah, yeah. At this stage, it's like, i right, man. I know you're going to fucking kill her, whatever. I, I'm going to just fucking go around the block I'll come back, we'll dump the body, we'll we'll have lunch. At this stage, Miller, I get it. Hypothetically, Miller is the unwilling accomplice here. But at one point, Miller can go, Bruh, I I just want to sleep tonight, I don't want to fucking go for a walk. Okay, I don't want to go with a car to you, I don't want to go with you, because you're going to kill some bitch, and then I'm going to have to go for a walk. I'm tired, I want to take a nap. Kill someone yourself tonight. I'm going to keep reading. Uh, this time, when he returned from his fucking walk, Hell was dead and Whirl was in a rage. Whirl, or nothing was said by Whirl when Miller went off on him. Okay, so Miller's afraid this guy's gonna kill him, so he's an unwilling patsy. I'm using air quotes there for we don't do video. But the second that fucking Whirl gets mad, Miller's gonna go off on him. And be like, what the fuck are you doing? So, what you're telling me is, I fear you're going to kill me, but I'm going to yell at you because you're mad. As long as you're calmly killing these people, I'll fucking go for my walk. We'll we'll have a gay old time. (laughs) You yell at me. Fuck you. Connie Laurinatis, aka Connie Jordan, thank you for, because uh, I don't even know how you even spell that, and I'm reading it. I know, right? Was last seen on February 9th, being picked up in the city center. She became frightened when Miller was going in the wrong direction of her house. He drove to Wingfield and did nothing, but you know who did force himself, force the screaming girl into the tr- into the back seat. Whirl. Because Miller did nothing. Miller went for a fucking walk, came back, and then drove him to Truro. How many times did you walk, and then... How many times did you fucking write, and then Miller went for a walk? Think seven. I don't know. How many victims are there? (laughs) (laughs) Deborah Lamb was hitchhiking on February 12th when the men picked her up. They drove to Port Galler where Miller went for his fucking walk. I mean, on the plus side, he had to be a fit boy, fucking walking a lot. Gotta be boring pre-Pokemon uh, Go, though. Yes, I'm trying to make this funnier, but my god! I think this kind of comedy of errors writes itself. When he returned, Lamb was missing and Whirl was filling a hole with his foot. How long was his walk? <laughs> oh, no. Is he suggesting that Whirl just fucking used his foot to dig a hole for a body oh. and then covered it with his foot? Look, I've covered, I've covered, I've, I've made holes with my foot <laughs> and then covered it, you know what I mean? Even if you're just bored on sand or something, you... all right Right. Unless his walk was an hour and a half long and this dude had fucking shack 26 size feet. Ugh. Oh, Lamb was found buried alive at that spot. So apparently he did this all with his foot while holding a woman. Right. On February 19th, Deborah, Scoose, Whirl, and Miller were in the car accident which took Whirl and Scoose's lives. Miller broke his shoulder blade. Were, were, were they planning on killing Scoose? I would assume so. <laughs> with these two together, did he have his fucking Adidas on?
0: Did he have his Nike so. kicks
1: on so he could do his fucking walk? Miller maintains he had nothing to do with the murders, and there were no rapes. All he did was help dispose of the body. Okay, no, motherfucker. Um, Before we finish this story, I'm going to just say one thing. You know what that is? Yes, you have something to do with the murders if you are walking away. See, now you can argue if it was one time, even two times. But guess what? When you have reached three or more, you are an accomplice at the very fucking <laughs> least. And you can go, well, he threatened to kill me. That's why you go to the cops and go, this guy has murdered people and has now threatened to kill me. Could you go over and can do something? I don't know why this has gotten me so aggravated. I think it's just this Miller dude just, I did nothing. I was there. I saw nothing. Miller maintained he had nothing to do with the murders and there was no rapes. All he did was help dispose of the body. It's not feasible and his way of self justification of his involvement. All women except Kenny were raped and murdered where their bodies were located. I'm assuming they figure that out through like rip the how clothes were ripped.
0: I because uh, some
1: of these were just skeletal remains.
0: Right. I'm not entirely sure how they... Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It made the most amount of sense comparatively. Yeah. No, no, that's
1: fair. I, I'm just... I, I'm not saying that he didn't. I'm just like...
0: I, I think how he's do you... downplaying everything, including his own involvement. No shit!
1: You don't say! <laughs> no one is this fucking... Miller was found guilty for six of the seven murders. Okay, see, this has a happy ending. Thank you. He was convicted without ever touching a victim on... He was convicted without ever touching a victim on March 12th, 1980. He was sentenced to six consecutive life sentences. He died October 21st, 2018 from liver failure. Random information. Uh, you just couldn't work this in? Yeah. Whirl was 23. Miller was 38. They met in prison. Miller for breaking and entering, and Whirl for rape! Miller would drive Whirl and random girls. For, oh, okay. Miller would drive Whirl and random girls around for hookups. Some were raped. Others, murdered, clearly. But they cruised the streets every night. And were chaotic with what, what happened to the women. It is believed that if Worrell hadn't died two months into his murder spree, he would have been the most prolific serial killer in Australia.
0: If not the world. Well, honestly, this is definitely
1: one of them... <laughs> did I do good on writing? You did. This was actually great. And honestly, if I didn't start getting really fucking weirded out during the... Well, I went for a walk, Your Honor. That's why I started off strong. You wrote this amazingly well. But oh my god. Okay. So. Miller, I assume, claimed that he didn't touch these women before. Like, he's like. He maintains that he never touched them at all. I'm going to tell a secret. Though you don't randomly drive a dude around for hookups. If you're not at the very least going to watch, let's be real here. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're in your you're in your late thirties, early forties. You know, was he thirty eight when he died, or when, or in the spree killing sort of area? That's in the
0: spree it. killing area.
1: Okay. You know, twenty three like. I don't foresee that, like, maybe, did Miller touch any of the, you know, victims? The, the the killings, not just the rapes? More than likely. Because, again, it's one of those things of, even at the very least, whirl so he would not get turned in, would have been, like, your turn, or some shit like that. I know that sounds so fucked bum. up. Basically. I know that sounds fucked up. But Miller is pretending that he's literally like, I'm trying to figure out the best way to phrase it. He's like, well, I had to drive or he would kill me. But it's like, but there comes a point in, and unless you are, you know, an actual accomplice. And even then some accomplices do have these moments where it is a matter of am I really going to let this happen? You know what I mean? Right. And I don't mean that in like, did he try and stop one? According to him, he did. Didn't do much good. But that was like victim, what, three or four? And then five more later? I I don't think it was that many, but you know what I mean? Where it's like, no, at this stage, you not at least going, hey, uh, cops, (laughs) you know that guy who got convicted for rape? I know, that's where I met him. He's been uh, doing some shit, like killing women. Because, again, and I don't mean, and this is not any form of endorsement. Your friend, and we'll say it this way, your friend kills one person by accident. You're morally, you're socially obligated to be like, I need to turn him into the cops, whatever. Will you? Probably no. Because, you know, you can convince yourself it was a just, you know what I mean? There was justification. Something bad happened, it's not your business, or you care about your friend enough that you're not going to turn him in. That sort of thing. Are you still an accomplice? Yes. Are you still implicit in the murder? Yes. hmm But there's where sanity then, tur- or there's there there's the moral dilemma of one, you know what I mean? It's it's a very similar thing you see in a lot of well I don't think he could do that he's never been like that with me. However, after the fifth to seventh murder, it stops being I'm help I'm protecting my friend or I can turn a blind eye to this. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Uh, you could tell me how wrong I am. No, you're not wrong. Because I mean, even on. Let's compare it to another one we've done previously. Uh, The post office dude whose brother helped hide the bodies. Got two years in
0: New York state for that.
1: I know. I'm actually thinking that I'll help you hide bodies. If it only means I'm going to take two years in prison. Bad. Don't get me wrong. Prison bad. Two years is like, (laughs) you'd get life. Actually, right now with bail reform, I might not even, I might get a fucking bonus. But anyways, no, and it's really interesting to look at because, like, literally the only reason anything even came about because of this was Miller almost bragging about it.
0: Yeah, to his
1: girlfriend. To his girlfriend. And then, even when he he was bragging about it passively, mind you, because he couldn't outright say, oh yeah, we totally did this, it was...
0: He ghost- had a ghostwriter...
1: Ride write an home. autobiography about. It. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Also, Dick Wordley is not a real fucking name on this planet. Again, I really want to use it as a porn name. <laughs> but no, that was actually very interesting.
0: It was it was an interesting
1: read. And I just don't know. Think you'll be able to edit this one down to under 15 minutes?
0: I don't think I will be. Cool. Okay, high five and I'm AJ Carey. I'm Sam Rossi. I'm going to go for a walk. Later. Bye.
1: Killing 15 Minutes is hosted by Arthur Carey with scripts written and researched by Sam Rossi. If you like this episode or want to stay updated on this series, consider following Killing 15 Minutes on Patreon or RetroStatic Radio on all major social media platforms. Good night and God bless. You're watching RetroStatic Radio.